Canada and COVID, The Giant Moose in the Room by Alexandra Marshall. May all that you stand for and that we stand for be preserved under the providence of God for the happiness of mankind. The trouble is caused by unthinking people who carelessly throw away ageless ideals as if they were old and outworn machinery. But it is the values of individual liberty, equality before the law and the supremacy of people over the state to which we can always with confidence return as a powerful and uniting force. Australia is not a secular country. It is a free country. After nearly two years, we are back to where we started with COVID. China screwed up, the World Health Organization covered it up, and America kept quiet about maybe accidentally funding the whole disaster. In the interceding years, the world has forgotten about Canada. Early in the conversation, it was noted that Canadian scientists had a relationship with the Level 4 viral lab in Wuhan. The situation has mutated into a scandal after Canadian health officials approved the transfer of Ebola and Hennepavirus samples to Wuhan in March 2019 from the highest security viral lab in Canada in what appears to be a breach of policy. While officials from the National Microbiology Laboratory, the NML, in Canada, defended the transfer of dangerous samples, the action has become the subject of an investigation by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police over fears that Communist China used the samples as part of its biowarfare program. The researchers responsible for the transfer were Chinese citizens Shan Guaochu and her husband Keding Cheng, who have since been removed from the program along with an unknown number of Chinese students under their direction. The NML insist that their sudden exit was not related to the samples, but no further details have been offered in way of an explanation. In response to a request from the Wuhan Institute of Virology for viral samples of Ebola and Hennepaviruses, the Public Health Agency of Canada sent samples for the purpose of scientific research in 2019, said Eric Morissette, the Chief of Media Relations for Health Canada and the Public Health Agency of Canada. Chu is an award-winning virologist from Tianjin, China, who has been in Canada since 1996 when she arrived for graduate studies. During her time in Canada, she was head of the vaccine development and antiviral therapy section within the Special Pathogens Program and is best known for her work helping to develop ZMAP, a treatment for Ebola. Her husband is a biologist with papers published in the field of HIV and SARS. During the course of her work, Chu has made five confirmed trips to China between 2017 and 2018, where she trained a mixture of scientists and technicians in the Level 4 viral lab in Wuhan, which was newly certified. While there, she attended various institutions and gave speeches at multiple events, some organised by the World Health Organisation. While Canadian officials scorn the lack of caution regarding intellectual property of a national security nature, China seems unconcerned. In an increasingly globalised world, in an increasingly globalised field of research, we do see more exchanges and more visits incoming and outgoing, said Jia Wang, Deputy Director of the China Institute at the University of Alberta. 
Well, that's all well and good for China to say, but they are the ones who locked the world out of their level four viral lab in Wuhan after it became ground zero for a pandemic that has brought the world's economy to its knees and killed 3.72 million people. For all their cries of transparency, it is the communist regime that refuses entry to mandatory investigations and has been caught stealing intellectual property from universities across the world. It is one of those unbalanced relationships where China takes everything it wants and then gives the world back a deadly pandemic in return. Amir Ataran, a professor from the School of Epidemiology and Public Health at the University of Ottawa, voiced his concern. This adds to the appearance that NML staff acted improperly and perhaps illegally when they exported Canada's collection of Ebola viruses to a lab in Wuhan, China, totally without any scientific justification that NML cares to offer. It is a deeply suspicious transaction that deserves powerful but not politicised parliamentary scrutiny when it comes to an extremely lethal virus. He later went on to add, We have a researcher who was removed by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police from the highest security laboratory that Canada has for reasons that the government is unwilling to disclose. The intelligence remains a secret, but what we know is that before she was removed, she sent one of the deadliest viruses on Earth and multiple varieties of it to maximise the genetic diversity and maximise what experiments in China could do with it to a laboratory in China that does dangerous gain-of-function experiments and has links to the Chinese military. It has been suspected for some time by the world's governments that China is operating internationally prohibited biowarfare programs, but what has shocked everyone is the amount of involvement from Western organisations. Experts assume that China is busy creating biological weapons for, to which only China has a vaccine. If this is true, Xi Jinping has jumped the gun with the escape of COVID in what was probably an act of incompetence from the famously mediocre regime. It was Ataran who drew the world's attention to an Ebola study published in December 2018, three months after Chu exported the notorious samples, whose lead author turned out to be Hu Lao Wang from the Academy of Military Medical Scientists in the Chinese Military Research Institute based in Beijing. In even worse news for Canada, it was further revealed that the samples at the centre of the controversy were nearly shipped in unsuitable packaging. The mistake was flagged by China, who wrote back and said, aren't you making a mistake here? If China had not noticed the error, some of the most deadly viruses in the world would have been put onto commercial Air Canada flights in an unsatisfactory state. At this point, it is difficult to work out what we should be more afraid of, China or incompetence. In 2018, Chu also collaborated with scientists from the U.S. Army Medical Research Institute of Infectious Diseases relating to two Ebola viruses and the Marburg virus. The research on monkeys was carried out with three American scientists from the U.S. Defense Threat Reduction Agency. This will no doubt force the United States to investigate its own work, including its joint projects with scientists connected to China. We now know that the United States has more involvement in the study than first admitted. The Wuhan Institute was responsible for a project called Discovery of Rich Gene Pool of Bat SARS-Related Coronaviruses Provides New Insights into the Origin of SARS Coronavirus, which revolved around a population of bats found in caves within the Yuan province of China relating to the origin of SARS. Essentially, the aim was to track down an early strain of SARS for study. Chinese researchers later claimed to have discovered the, SARS, uh, the cave in which SARS first originated, 
Upon hearing this, American diplomats became concerned that three brand new viruses have been discovered with a unique spike protein, which had the potential to make them especially dangerous to humans. Not only that, these viruses were being held in a lab flagged as a safety concern by its own scientists. The panic between Wuhan and America has been ongoing since 2017 and included Xi Jinping, later known as Batwoman. At this point, China was openly acknowledging that it lacked the expertise to handle extremely dangerous viruses in its possession. When the COVID pandemic became a delicate issue for the global politics, the original Chinese researchers who raised the alarm went missing, and the World Health Organization did everything it could to shield China from scrutiny, including preventing an independent investigation into the lab at the center of the crisis. During this time, China churned out a new story every week, blaming any nation it could, from Australia to Italy, when it was clear that the origin of the outbreak was Wuhan City. When Donald Trump tried to tell the world what he knew about the origin of the virus, he was deleted from social media. Now, it is impossible for China to wash its hands of the mess, with Fauci's leaked emails collaborating material from government funding applications in America honing in on Wuhan once again. Natural outbreaks are generally forgiven by the world as an unavoidable tragedy of human existence. No one tried to throw shade at Africa for eating bats. Seriously, humans have to stop doing this. And transmitting Ebola through ignorance and poor practice. However, if it turns out that the coronavirus is being manufactured by the communist regime in connection with a bioweapon initiative before escaping, either accidentally or on purpose, it will do irreparable damage to China's relationship with the West, and rightly so. To that end, President Biden has ordered an American intelligence report into Wuhan's connection to the origin of the virus, including dealings with Canada. Evidence continues to mount for the Wuhan lab leak theory, which details revealed of three Chinese lab workers who were hospitalized in November 2019 with symptoms consistent with the coronavirus. At the time, director Yuan Ziming told the Global Times, I've read it. It's a complete lie. Those claims are groundless. The lab has not been aware of the situation and I don't even know where such information came from. China relies on propaganda to bury the truth, but Western nations are full of angry citizens. Leaders are being faced with no choice but to force the truth out of China, one way or another, or risk their own political institutions collapsing under public outrage. The situation is only going to get worse for Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, with further links between the Winnipeg Lab in Canada and the Chinese Military Academy of Military Medical Sciences, discovered through the involvement of Fei Wan, a member of the People's Liberation Army, working at the Level 4 facility in Winnipeg. Canada's stupidity continued when Trudeau, along with the National Research Council, made a deal with CanSinoBiologics, a Chinese vaccine company, to transfer Canadian intellectual property regarding the creation for Ebola and SARS-CoV-2 over to the Chinese government. It was this action that later allowed Chinese officials to block coronavaccines from entering Canada as part of the little propaganda war going on between the two countries over the annexing of the Huawei rollout. The only way for Canada to retain any shred of competency and honour is to launch an investigation into its national security failings before it is too late. If Australia has any sense, it will do the same, considering we are already aware of similar practices playing out in regards to military research in Australian universities. 
Today, we need a special kind of courage. Not the kind needed in battle, but a kind which makes us stand up for everything that we know is right, everything that is true and honest. We need the kind of courage that can withstand the subtle corruption of the cynic, so that we can show the world that we are not afraid of the future.